Welcome to the Rajkot Tech Show, the number one podcast in Dubai. And today's episode is oh so special because we are being joined by the goat of Dubai real estate, Tahir Majithia, who sits down with Vic and I to tell us about his whole content journey. But what makes this episode extra special is that Tahir is actually a former client of the Creative Content Agency. So we actually go back even further than his journey with us in social media, right through to his humble beginnings as a second generation real estate guy. Today though, Tahir sells millions of dollars worth of Dubai real estate through apps like TikTok. And actually this episode is so impactful even for us because he teaches us a few things about how he's applied strategies like the four P's of content. And so Spotify and Apple crew, you know what to do. Hit that five star rating and review. Mm, that rhymed, I'll take it. Also YouTube fam, make sure you hit the notification bell, subscribe, like, and leave us a comment. Without any further ado, get your teeth stuck into this incredible episode. Alex, run the title sequence. Welcome to Raj Kitech Show, number one podcast in Dubai. And today's a special one because we're here with friend, frequent collaborator, and former colleague, Tahir Majithia. What's up? What's up, Raj? Thanks I've, for having me on the show. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Tahir's in the house and Vic's in the house. Hey, hey. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Can't wait for this one. Alex yeah. is here. He's not got a microphone, but, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> he's just throwing his fingers into the video. Okay. Amazing. So let's get into it, Tahir. Um, many people know because we've been on each other's Instagram several times that yes. you're a content creator here in Dubai. I'll give a little bit of a setup, which is, as I mentioned, you're, you're a former client, a frequent collaborator still to this day, and you produce content about real estate. But before we get into the success and the blueprint and in the spirit of transparency and helping others, we're going to talk about things in a lot of detail. Give us a little bit of a background in terms of how you found yourself in the real estate world and uh, kind of the journey up until us meeting. I mean, uh, real estate has been my background for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You could say that's something which I've done for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Came to me naturally because my dad was into real estate development back in India. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with him going on sites and different aspects of development. Uh, so that's how it came naturally. And uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. Uh, I was doing real estate development uh, back in India as well. And then I moved to Dubai a few years back. Mm -hmm. and uh, stuck to real estate in Dubai as well. So for a lot of people, they, they have, you know, things that they use as excuses and things like that in terms of not doing it. You've got a fully fledged family here, yeah. working wife, two kids, they've got school. You're in one of the industries where, you know, you have to find yourself running up and down the city a lot. And it's very easy for somebody in an industry like yours, especially an industry that can sometimes be cutthroat, to find it difficult to make space to create content. So when did you first start thinking about making content? And uh, I, I guess that leads to the story of where we met, but what was like, what were your inspirations in terms of justifying content and it making sense to you? I mean, I started thinking of making content, uh, you could say maybe in 2018. Okay. Okay. So pretty recent. Yeah, about 2000, yeah, so you could say 2018 is somewhere where I thought, okay, you know, I think maybe the thing initially, I myself also didn't believe in it. I said, I said, you know, okay, maybe these kind of videos and this content doesn't really work, whatever. But then I was following a few people, especially you know Gary V and uh, Spencer, and I was like, you know, just trying to understand what they're doing and what's happening. Uh, when I actually understood what's going around, then I took a more uh, you know deeper dive into content that was somewhere around 2019 mm -hmm. when I was like okay I should actually do this mm -hmm. and uh, then I realized that you know people are watching people do uh, see 
and it doesn't matter how many followers you have even if it's five people watching and if out of that five one person comes and says hey listen i'm interested in this property i want to buy i want to invest that's it okay so then that's how i said you know okay i should be doing this and then uh, you know covid happened and uh, that gave it a boost especially to me because i was like okay sitting at home what do we do so the first thing i did when you know the lockdown was you know going to happen and you know was being announced i bought a camera and a tripod and a mic because i was like okay at least let me try making some content and doing and that and that is the time you know just when the restrictions you were being uh, you know the lockdown was being lifted that's how you know that is the time we met mm. and uh, yeah that's how he started so you mentioned spencer we met because originally because <coughs> i was speaking at one of spencer's events at the capital club here in yes, dubai and right. i remember we connected on instagram yes so it's funny because the same way that you say content works for you it kind of worked for me as well mm. i was out there making content doing talks we connected and then you saw that we were responsible for spencer's machine exactly. at the time and spencer right now is about to interview like lewis house and Stephen Bartlett and he's already done you know Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Tony yes. Robbins yeah. so yeah. he's really hit like a a, a great royal flush True. of, of mm. people in his world. So we know that content works for me and we know that it worked for Spencer one of our former clients. What is it about content where you can say it worked for you? Is it sales? Is it top of funnel? And and what specific content items have you made that you can say man, I really couldn't live without making these content items? I can't just pick out one particular content and say this is the most important thing raj uh when i started creating content i thought okay maybe you know one thing this will work this is really important whatever i thought was really great piece of content probably didn't really work and things which i thought that this is really not so important but i just made it to be like you know fillers that okay i need to keep uh, putting out some content and it was basic information that worked really mo- a lot mm. so i can't really you know uh, say this worked this didn't what i've learned uh, creating content in the last 2 two and a half years is you need to you know never never judge your audience because you do not know what your audience knows or what they don't know you need to put out information which is useful helpful if you put out genuine information people appreciate it and someone might come to you today someone might come to you after 2 years because look when you put out content that stays on the internet especially something like say a youtube video okay if you put it out it's there someone can see it after maybe 5 years also you know and at that time might come to you so i can't really say this one thing works but yes you need to be genuine uh, what i realize is uh, i i the content which we created rather we never made content to sell something we always created content to give valuable information to the person watching that piece of content because end of the day the person is giving his attention his time which is priceless so i wanted to make sure that when a person watches something it has to make sense to the person seeing and that's you know uh, somewhere which i feel yes you know we i did achieve to a certain extent that when a person seen my video when they meet me or they listen to the podcast or whatever they say you know it was really helpful and that was my goal you know my goal was to make sure i give out the correct information and add value to the person watching my content mm. so i can't really say this that one thing worked in real terms though did it 
shorten your deal cycles or like what, what are the there's got to have been some business benefits because you spent you spent big on your content and you worked extremely hard whilst you know running a family coronavirus going crazy around the world like you put some serious hours in it must have spilled down into no look there's definitely a lot of benefits yeah uh, obviously uh, the number one benefit was uh, being recognized it's not that I'm new in the market I'm there in the market since in Dubai market since the last eight nine years now but recognition definitely uh, uh, credibility uh, because people see you even though they don't know you personally because they see you on your phone every day on their phones every day they are you know they connect with you so obviously that made uh, a lot of difference in people recognizing um, when it comes to clients uh, what happens is now when clients come to me they know what i do they know exactly what my uh, you know uh, way of working is uh, what i've been doing and uh, so they come more convinced that okay yes we want to buy with you or we want you to be our advisor so that obviously helps uh, obviously this overall has definitely helped me getting more number of deals more number of clients that goes without saying but more than anything else uh, something which really i feel yes you know i feel good about is it has helped a lot of people not to make the wrong decision that's something which is you know which i wanted you know my goal was to start when i started that yes business obviously wants everybody wants to do more business okay but more than that for me it was you know giving the right information to help someone make the right decision and that is something which i really feel good about that a lot of times i get you know people telling me that listen you know what i saw your video and i it, it did help me in so and so thing it's a wonderful point Vic, because imagine you asks you ask somebody who's building a personal brand what is the value monetary or otherwise of being known as the person who helps somebody avoid a mistake yeah it's, it it's really almost like something that you can't measure mm. you don't know what you don't know mm. yeah. and what kind of what's the reciprocal value of that of being the person who says you know i didn't buy from you but I would have made this mistake had I not watched your video and although I was already, you know, quite far down the line with another advisor or another real estate person, I was able to take a conversation I learned from you on my on your YouTube, take it to my advisor. We course corrected and we ended up doing the right thing even though you didn't see some of the benefit. So it's it's got kind of a karmic thing we talk about yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 100%. At that point it's enough, right? You've done kind of what you want to achieve, but at the same time, although not ex- expe- expected you know there are other benefits to that as well you know they might they might not buy with you on this occasion they might refer you they might buy you on a different occasion buy with you on a different occasion but ultimately at that point you can go okay my job is done or my goal for that content True. or that asset is done was there a point for you because a lot of people start their content journey and you know give up basically you yeah. know oh, i'm not getting the results or whatever it is and we talk about patience a lot and it being a long term game what was the point for you that you said okay I'm I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep creating. I can't stop. Was there a turning point for you or was it just a compound effect? I mean, uh look, first thing is when I started creating content, I I did a lot of research and I was learning for a very long time. I mean, I took more than what I should have taken. But eventually it's also like, you know, coming in front of the camera, talking and a lot of things, you know, your camera shy and stuff like. So, <clears throat> I didn't start for a very long time. but when i started when i got in when i got into it i i gave myself i said listen i'm not going to just do this that i reach x number of followers or i get x number of deals 
I said, no, I need to keep doing this. Mm. Okay, it's it's a long process. And that's where a lot of people make a mistake, which I see, that a lot of people get into it and they just stop. Whereas this is something which you cannot stop. Mm. Once you start creating content, you have to keep creating content. Yeah. You cannot just stop it and then say, okay, now it's going to work on auto mode. No, it is not. You know, you need to keep creating and, uh, you know, putting out different, different stuff. So when I started, I didn't ever look at an immediate ROI. I always thought of the long term. And I think that was something which really helped me, mm. you know, because I never thought that, oh, you know, I put out this piece of content today. I've not got a single person asking me about it. That was not the point. Mm. The point was just to keep on putting, putting and putting. Look, because many times people don't realize that, you know, people are watching. Mm. They might not react. Mm. There are a lot of people who don't react to my content, but they are still watching. Which is okay, hmm. which I'm fair, you know, yeah. which is fair enough, you know, because I come to know because, okay, maybe, you know, it's, it's someone who I know in real life might never interact with my content, but when I meet them somewhere and they talk about the video or anything, so I know that, okay, the person's watching, maybe he's not reacting to it, but he's watching. So you never know who's watching hmm. and when they're watching. So you need to just keep on putting. So uh, yeah, of course, in, in this whole journey, there have been times when I've become sometimes a bit lazy sometimes okay you know uh, not work catches up and you don't have time and stuff that obviously you have to manage that happens but uh, eventually it's something which you you know once you start creating content and you start seeing the results it then it automatically gets it's it's like an addiction yeah then you want to create more and yeah. more do you think the attention is addiction or creating the content Creating the content because then yeah. when you know when you when you create something and it, it starts working, mm. then it becomes even more addictive. Yeah. Because then it's like, you know, you want to put out more. Not everyone's addicted to attention, Vic. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand over here. Okay, so I I would like to counter one of your points there, which is that once you start, you can't stop. But I feel like in reality, speaking from my own experience and maybe even speaking on a little bit of your experience. People shouldn't interpret what you just said as you have to be very, very consistent and put content out every week because you absolutely can take time off. Yes, that's if you've got a goal, If you've got a holiday or you, you've got a personal circumstance uh, or, you, you know, maybe even just lose interest and enthusiasm for a little bit. Everyone hits a, a creative wall and needs deep rest to, to bounce back. True. And the good thing about that is if you have been consistent, it's almost like cycling pedaling really really fast taking a 20 30 second break from cycling but the amount of effort you put into pedaling before you stopped keeps the bicycle, bicycle running, running because i'm sure you'll agree that you can take some time out to grab a vacation and the leads still continue no, to come 100%, in 100 right. what i mean is you know when when i say stop means you just don't say okay from today i'm not gonna make anything ever like, again obviously yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that is obviously that has happened with me also that mm. i've taken a break for 15 days 20 days in between where i've not created any content and what i you know had created before is going on mm. that obviously happens but you know when you are creating content this is what i've realized that you need to keep it on you know you can't say that now enough now from now on i'm not going to put out anything on any of my other channels and automatically people will come to me. Mm. No, this is, you know, it's it's like cycling. Mm. You cannot reach a destination or you can, you, you know, for that cycle to go on, you have to keep pedaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so same way with content, I feel, okay, you have to keep pedaling. Even if you stop pedaling, the cycle will only go to a certain limit on its own. Yes. Then you need to start pedaling again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. In terms of like, 
for a new creator starting this side of you know the pandemic yeah 2022 you started in the mouth of the pandemic yes. exactly as it began so we met each other you and zebra shout out to zebra your wife did the four p's of yeah. content course and then as the world was going crazy you started pumping out your content at the time vic was living in abu dhabi was helping remotely we had a couple of freelance producers that were plugging in and out from the uk and from the uae to help with post-production tell us about starting that journey in the pandemic talk us through arranging a location your first shoot being asked to retake 75 times like was there was there was there pressure at that point what was your mindset that allowed you to push through because i've seen a lot of people take any one of those circumstances and not commit and not do the level of work yeah. that you did you took all of them and still pushed through what was what was going through your mind at that time look as i said earlier you know one was that it when i when i approached you i had made up my mind that i want to do it right and for me as a person if i if i decide i want to do it then i have to do it hmm. okay you brought the conviction already i was i i was i was convinced i i wanted to do it hmm. now all i needed was someone to teach me how to do it i i when i came to you i was like you know i wanted to go ahead and start creating content properly like and i wanted to become a creator where i create content in my field so one obviously that was the thing secondly uh, you know what happens is when you do uh, you know something professionally there's always a lot of learning in it right so i still remember and i i tell this to a lot of people who i meet and when they start discussing about content that my first video with you which was around 6 6 and a half minutes long took me over 3 hours to record Mm. and i still remember the number of times you made me read with and i was like literally cursing you in my head <laughs> but, but 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 eventually uh today i see a lot uh, of people creating content uh but they are just creating content without learning how to create content mm. and uh i don't want to name anyone but the i know a lot of people who you also probably know they try to create content but they are not able to do it uh because they've not gone through the whole process mm. they don't understand that it's not about just putting out a video it's about bring out proper information in an organized manner mm. so when i did my my first video which was price per square foot i still remember that was the first video i recorded with you mm. which is around 6 6 and a half minutes i was really exhausted after doing that one video because mm. i'm i'm sure i i think it took over 3 hours yeah today when i shoot something and i don't think that video has got like too many views or anything but still as as a content it's 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 good information put out correctly but today when i create a video sometimes it happens that i walk into a place a location and in 15 minutes i shoot probably four pieces of content or five pieces of content quick fast effective but that i'm able to do that today because I've learned it the hard way mm. how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, it was is definitely concentrated because one thing that I try to do when I produce clients in person is try and give you a couple of decades worth of me doing it in a short period of time and that means unfortunately we have to retake several times because each time you retake you're making yes. up for a year of me doing it. I wonder though as a competitive person as an entrepreneur did you think that now was the time to commit to content 
we're talking about the year of 2020 because as the market was going down and confidence was going out, you were like, well, everybody else is going to be like down, down, down. Now's the time for me to go in. When the rest of the market was doing a zig, you were like, I'm going to do a zag because you kind of flew in the face and invested at a time where the whole the whole market was retracting Look, and you went in. Yes, the thing is, uh, the reason I went in and uh, so the two things. One, as I said, I wanted to do it. Secondly, you know, when the lockdown was happening, work from home and all, I found myself having too much time. So I mm. said, this, you know, I have a lot of time to create this, to do this properly. And uh, there were a lot of things in my head which I wanted to put out content. And I saw that uh, what happened is I realized that everybody is putting out video walkthroughs of properties. Properties are there today and gone tomorrow. Uh, but the fundamentals, the basics of real estate remain the same. So that's where I wanted to one put out that kind of content, which nobody else is putting out. <clears throat> Secondly, what I, you know, uh, answering your question that, you know, why I went all in at that time is, uh, so just before I met you, you know, I was, I, I was just putting up some videos on my Instagram and not doing it professionally, but just, you know, some, and not consistently, but I did end up getting a sale through a social media lead. Mm. Okay. And when I got that, I decided, listen, this, this, this deal has happened through social media. I said, whatever money I make out of it, I'm going to put all in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And see what I get out. Yeah. So for me, I was decided that I'm going to spend all this money in my social media. Mm. If I come to a point that when I've spent everything in and I'm not getting anything, I'll see what I do that then. Mm. But I was like, I, I want to keep on going till at least I don't exhaust that amount of uh, money. So I kept certain funds aside saying, listen, let's do this, right? And I just went on and on and on. And when I started seeing the benefit, it was like no stopping. I, I like the point you made as well about everybody was doing walkthroughs, but nobody was just was talking about the fundamental things. Mm -hmm. And that's like, when everybody's talking about a property that's here today, gone tomorrow, you were talking about content that was here today and here tomorrow. tomorrow. And so we talk about evergreen, evergreen content, content, making yes. content that will last a long time. But I guess on the other side of that, one thing that we don't talk about that we probably should is when you assess a piece of content, you should assess it on a scale whereby on one side you've got evergreen, on the other side you've got perishable. Mm. And so if a piece of content's perishable, i.e. you put out a video for a apartment, but once the apartment's gone, it's gone. And then the selling of that apartment essentially renders that video useless. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because even if it comes back on the market three years later, the same video can't be used to resell. True. That is, might have a different talent, might have a different agent. Sure. So that perishability point is a very, very good point. Something that we should probably talk about more on the four pieces of content is that we should say, look, you know, think about your content in terms of where it fits on this line because that could ultimately dictate how much time or investment yeah. you want to put into it. Yeah, it, it really comes down to where does it sit on that scale? How much... Like, what do you want to get out of that piece of content based on that scale and how much resources, time, money you want to put into it? Yeah, that's a really important point. And I think I think with you, again, we started off thinking about the evergreen content, yes. the fundamentals. I mean, you came to us with that as well. And Yeah. You know, I think that was the important kind of grounding for you to say, okay, because let's create what, this. The reason, you know, when, when we decided, we sat down and we decided, for me... Uh, one was uh, that I wanted to create content on topics which people ask very frequently, mm -hmm. like the frequently asked, mm -hmm. question, asked questions and stuff like that, and the fundamentals. Because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people, uh, you know, especially when it comes to the buy real estate, 
what I've seen is there's a lot of misinformation. Mm. You know, uh, there's no correct information. People get misguided. People hear things, you know, and they say, oh, I've heard this cannot be done. That cannot be done. This can't happen. Stuff like that. So I was like, you know, we need to put out content which clears a lot of doubts for people. Mm. Uh, so one was that. And, uh, you know, uh, a certain piece of content which we've created even till date, I get people asking me for example you know we made the video for ROI calculator yeah. that was probably the second video which we yeah. you know uh, created and till date at least at least minimum once a week I have at least one or two emails in my mailbox asking me for the ROI calculator Amazing. so you know that's something which is really helpful now you know that is now the way you calculate ROI has remained the same throughout years yeah that yeah. doesn't yeah. change how you calculate ROI, yeah. the numbers can change, yeah. but the formula remains the same. Yeah. So, and and I'm still sending it to people, and people like it. So that's uh, you know uh, that has been really helpful. Whereas you know, I I am you know when I see uh, other people putting out content, uh, it's it's more towards just sales. Yeah, but and what's interesting about that video as well, as you quite rightly said, is just not break your... down that video before you go into what it is. Like, just explain yeah. to folks what the ROI calculator video was. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you do that. <laughs> The RO calculator is the return on investment on buying a property. Yes. So whether that be capital appreciation and or rental yield. I guess, rental I guess the yield, hook is right? that we, we, we explained ROI in the however ROI which way is. it exists. Yeah, so basically, but we said if you yeah. want to calculate ROI yourself, yeah, so that, use my spreadsheet. Exactly. So what, what, what we did was we created a video where we explained how you calculate ROI. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I made a template on Excel mm -hmm. where I put it out. Uh, you know as a free ROI calculator so whoever wants just they just send me an email and I send them a copy of it yeah you know so that was the whole uh, thing and and I and to be very you know surprisingly surprisingly and you know that that uh, credit goes to you you know uh, this is something which again I thought was you know how to calculate ROI might not be a very interesting topic but you know you insisted and we made and you know you put this ROI calculator in the end, which I was like, okay, I don't know if people are going to actually ask mm. for it. Mm. And I'm, I was really surprised that, yes, still they, they keep asking me about that free template. Yeah. yeah well, and again, what's interesting about that video, it's not your highest viewed, as yes. you said. But it's probably one of the most engaged. Most engaged, most call to action, I would say, yeah. because people are then taking the effort of taking my email address, mm. typing an email and asking me for that. And then you also capture some data around that yes. as well. yes. It's funny, again, I love these conversations with like people we work with because as as much as I've been the creator of this, I've never had a chance to reflect on it until, I mean, we, we, when we sit, we talk about deals and initiatives and stuff. We don't often spend this much time reflecting. It's almost like a therapy yeah. session. Mm. But to your point there, Vic, about the manual, you know, well, I think to hear you said people have to take your email address, send you an email. That thing is counterintuitive to what the marketing world tells you. Mm. The marketing tell, world tells you one click, frictionless, da da da, da yeah. because they want to get in volume. But actually by creating friction, by making it a manual process, which is go to my description, get my email address, copy it, paste it inside your email client, write me an original email to say, I saw this video, please send me your ROI calculator. Yeah. Not only are you physically writing words, but you've got to be humble enough to ask somebody for something that they're offering. Yeah, and sure. actually that means that psychologically, you've got a much warmer lead. Yeah. Because yes, the definitely. journey and the investment was much higher uh, for them to make contact with you. Definitely. I'll tell you what, see, there's, you know, what happens is 
uh, and going back to your question which you asked me first that how has content helped me right many times it happens that you cannot see a direct relation between the content and your closure of a deal but there's a lot of indirect help which it gives uh, for instance i've had deals where i've sold property to people even without meeting them even without having a conversation on the phone just on whatsapp okay i and i was i was myself shocked that you know the person's bought a property of me even without speaking to me over the phone just over a whatsapp conversation and uh, obviously i've met them eventually and some people have bought offline properties with me and i met them actually when they were taking the keys for the house so you know this is also because of uh, you know a lot of indirect uh, you know uh, what do you say uh, effect of the content because they've been seeing me constantly on their phones on the computer whatever on different mediums whether they're consuming the content yeah talking of mediums you started off on youtube yes instagram with us and then you moved yourself over to tiktok as well yeah can you tell us a little bit about the effects of the shorter form content that you started creating across the different platforms uh well sh- uh, you know shorter form content definitely is something which is you know worldwide being consumed a lot mm. uh, and that was the reason you know uh, i started creating a lot of short content as well uh but having said that i feel you know all types of content work mm. whether it's a podcast whether it's you know something on instagram whether it's a picture on instagram or a, or a, a story or a reel or a video on tiktok or you know a, a long form video on youtube or it's youtube shorts i mean uh, one thing i've realized that you cannot say that this platform works this doesn't all platforms work mm. all platforms work and you need to be there on all platforms yes sometimes it happens that you know you're not really good at some particular type of uh, content but that's okay end of the day what matters is just being there so that people because a l- lot of time what happens is this is what i've realized from my personal experience that someone might see you on tiktok and then later on go on to an to instagram and follow you mm. or maybe they see you on tiktok and then probably search up and they land up on your youtube page mm. or the other way around mm. they mm. see you on youtube and then they go on instagram or tiktok or linkedin and search and you know uh, so it's it's very important to be you know present on all platforms yeah i think what's also important with that is going where your audience is yes so for you your audience sits on all of those platforms yes but and tiktok would be counterintuitive when you did it right tiktok was a lot of people saw it as a entertainment platform right. it was about dancing it was about virality it was about younger people so let's get into some of the numbers how much money have you made on social media <laughs> obviously i'm being facetious but what i mean is like you've told us some stories that even blew our minds as the producers about multi millions of dollars worth of transactions happening as a result of tiktok when people say tiktok is about teenagers young audiences dancing memes things of that nature conspiracy theories can you talk us through the opposite of that how your reality has been how what steps are taken by whom that leads from an audience member consuming your content to a transaction being registered with Dubai Land Registry so first i would like to say one thing if you know when people under- say that you know 
TikTok is all about the younger audience and uh, you know more about not really uh, the older mature, matured audience mm. well uh, the younger generation is where the money is to be honest mm. okay the young millennials uh, you know the younger generation the amount of money they are spending you cannot uh, you know compare it to what people in the 50s and 60s are spending wow okay so uh, people should really understand that the new generation wealth and the, the young millionaires and the billionaires you know the younger generation uh that's where the money is mm-hmm. today and that's where you need to grab their attention mm-hmm. uh now answering your question that you know uh, the pattern of how the whole journey works look when when uh, you know on social media when you're doing uh, you know when you're creating so much content what happens is uh, and i'm talking about my personal experience i obviously get inquiries from all the mediums someone seen on youtube tiktok instagram sometimes on linkedin whichever platform they're watching lot of times it happens that they watch on one platform from there they jump on to the other and then probably maybe even the third and then they send you an inquiry uh, sometimes it's instant they see a piece of content they really like it and they want to make an in- instant inquiry sometimes it's that they're watching since a very long time they've been following you for a long time and then when they actually need something that's the time they call you or they get in touch with you again uh, it's very difficult to say uh, where exactly they come from because as i said they jump on okay someone watches a video video on youtube then goes on to instagram or tiktok or and vice versa yeah so it's very difficult to <coughs> establish whether it's a direct or indirect uh, you know uh, call also uh, at the same time what happens is uh, many many times uh, you see people when they see something they share it with their friends or family thinking okay they, it might be you know useful mm-hmm. it's like how you're watching something on instagram if i find something nice i'm going to forward it maybe i forward it to you if i feel you're interested if i feel my wife's interested in something i might forward to her yeah. so you know a lot of times people share your content and then you have people asking you because i've had clients who i've met oh you know one of my friends uh, sent uh, told me about you i said okay maybe who's the friend and if he says i i don't know the person because that particular friend has never interacted with me mm. okay so the advantage of never had, interacted with you on social media never attracted to me on social media or yeah. has never contacted me for a property or anything yeah. so uh, you know uh, when you're creating content it's it's you you never know when who will approach mm. okay and it has happened so many times that people have just you know uh met me at uh, uh, you know i'm out for dinner or anywhere outside and they just come and talk to me that oh i listen i see your videos on tiktok or youtube or whichever platform they're watching and they introduce themselves and that conversation leads to something totally different but how did you sell a 2 million dollar property in dubai on tiktok well i mean there have been multiple instances where people have seen the video they've directly contacted me or their sometimes their kids have contacted me that my you know i want you to speak to my dad or mom you know we're looking for a property and that's how the interaction starts and then obviously you know what, your sales process is your sales process which you have to do you cannot uh, you know just close a deal just because you've made a video mm. you need to follow up you need to constantly you know work for the client give them options uh, show them different things and then uh, probably they would buy so it's interesting because we're now talking about proxy marketing which is that it's very difficult to get to somebody who's a decision maker who's got a big budget but one person that's always got access to her or him is their kids yes and so if you're on a platform where their kids are their kids can then as you rightly said forward a tiktok video and be like 
hey, mom and dad, you guys were mentioning wanting to buy a villa. I'm following this guy. He's just taught me a lot about villas. Already you're in their good books because you've almost got a, an, an endorsement from their child. And it doesn't mean that it's a financial endorsement. It's much more emotional and empathetic. Yeah. Yes. You know? yes. It's like if this person's teaching my kid something about sure. real estate, clearly he, he didn't make it for my kid. Mm. But the kid is here benefiting from it. It, give, it builds positive sentiment. Absolutely. 100%. And you know what's interesting about that is you don't know what your content is doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting because as long as you're putting out valuable content that's, you know, thoughtful and, and, and educational based on what you, what you need it to do, your content is out there. You just don't know what it's doing. It could be doing great things for you. I mean, it could not be, but yeah. it could very well be doing great things for you. And Absolutely. you just don't know it. Absolutely. Also, what happens is a lot of time people, uh, look, uh, you know, uh, Vic, what happens is I've also realized that, that the content I put out is not only consumed by people who are interested in property, mm. but also within within the industry, I see a lot of people consuming the content mm. and uh, asking me, you know, if they know me or whatever that, you know, if they have any questions or anything. So I see a lot of agents also approaching me. Oh, you know, uh, I saw this. Uh, can you tell me where it is or what it is? And multiple questions. So it's it's also gives you a lot of credibility within the market, mm. within the industry you mm. are. Mm. So that's also something which I've realized that that has really, uh, you know, been beneficial. And what happens is, uh, there's no direct ROI of this, but there's a lot of indirect ROI that because uh, today if I need something and if I need to source a property from the market, obviously when I call an agent and he you know uh, knows me because of social media, he takes me much more seriously yeah. than... Uh, they're more likely to pick yeah, up the they're phone. They're more likely to pick up out. the phone and answer back. Yeah. Let's talk about direct ROI and indirect ROI for a second. One thing that you've always impressed me with as a client is you've always opted for building brand over yeah. building sales. And there's lots of instances whereby, as you've mentioned on this podcast, you can sell without necessarily knowing where it's come from. In the past, when I've asked you which platforms are performing for you, you said to me, I don't know. In many ways, you don't care. You just know that from the mass body of TikTok, YouTube, Instagram content that you're putting out, LinkedIn content that you're putting out, that somewhere in there it's starting. You've always held a long-term view on that. You've yes. never decided over time like larger brands do or that people do once they've spent yeah. a certain amount of money with an agency that I now need to start knowing what's performing for me so that I can quote-unquote optimize. How have you managed to keep that long-term view of I don't know where it's coming from, I just know that it's coming? Look, Raj, one thing is very clear. When I started you know, creating content or building my brand, I was not here to just do sales. I'm here to build my brand, right? Because if I have my brand, I can sell anything. Mm. But if I just sell, then I don't have a brand, okay? So I'm here to create my own brand. It could be that I venture out into something else tomorrow, okay? Real estate will always be there. But if I'm doing something else, my brand speaks for itself. But if I'm just here to sell and see direct ROI, I will never grow, you know? So my, my goal was very clear. The goal was brand building. People today associate Tahir with an expert in the real estate. They know that when I speak something, when I say something, I know what I'm talking about. It's not just, you know, the regular sales pitch that 90% of people in the market give. Uh, it's real value. Mm. Okay. And it's it, that value or, you know, whatever content I can put out, it's because of my experience of because of me doing this since last 20 years mm. right so uh, f 
it's it's always been about building the brand it's never been about the sale mm. and on, on on the opposite side of that yeah. one thing that i remember we were walking somewhere you and i were on location somewhere for a shoot and i remember it was probably one of the f- maybe you might have mentioned one person recognized you before but this person would have been maybe we would have been in the first half dozen instances of to hear being recognized in the real world and i remember someone said hey what's up to hear and you were like hey what's up and i was like to hear i know that we're like on a mission and we've got stuff to do yeah. but that's the moment you want to double down on True. where someone <laughs> sees you in the real world and now you're much more used to being recognized in the real world yes. by people you've please tell us the story about the two saudi guys that came to buy a property from you and made you take your mask down yeah. in the middle of covid we'll get into that in a second uh, but i want to talk about that feeling cuz a lot of people either they're not necessarily used to it like you weren't the first time or they're a little bit too cool for it and they try and palm it off as something that's like a no yeah. no big deal but how does that feel and also tell us the story of the two saudi guys this is my favorite story of it's the moment where i was like we've done good by this client no so obviously look you know uh, getting recognized always feels good there's no denial in that uh, uh, at the same time me as a person i'm quite shy that ways uh, so i was initially not used to it but uh, then i realized okay people uh, you know when what happens is when they see you on you know on a phone and when they see you in real life it's it's uh, you know there's there's like this thing oh i met this person in real also it's not just uh, on the phone so obviously i realized that and i really i i remember the incident what you're talking about and uh, after that day i actually made it a point when someone recognizes me i at least you know speak to them uh, ask them what you know what they do whatever just to know more about them because that also gives me an idea of you know people who are watching my content mm. so uh, that is there and uh, yeah i mean i mean this happened i had two people from saudi come and uh, one of the persons uh, had approached me and he was with his friend and uh, so i went them to pick up at the hotel and uh, when i reached uh, you know i was sitting in my car I was just waiting for them to come and uh, so the guy just walked up to me uh, said hi whatever we were talking he was waiting for his friend his friend comes in and uh, he sees me i was wearing a mask uh, and he just asked me could you put your mask down i said yeah and he's like oh you're tahir i see your videos you know i know you and i was like okay you know yeah. thank you very much so that really feels nice because look you know it's uh, for a lot of people uh, people think that it's very easy but creating content uh, and if you're doing it regularly it's not so easy there's a lot of after a certain point uh you know uh, you it really starting create starting to create content is easy but to keep on doing it is the more difficult part and that's where you know when you put in efforts you're creating constantly and people watch and they appreciate that's that's really you know that feels really good nice you nice. you started this journey you mentioned earlier with conviction right <coughs> you said i'm going to do this because i've seen some results or a result and I want to double down and I'm going to do it for the long term so on and so forth. So conviction is one thing. Yeah. The the want and the need to do it is another. But you also said that you put some financial sort of planning in place that allows you to have a runway of making content. Yes. So you did a deal you say right I'm going to flip this and put it into content. Not taking away from the hard work and anything like that, but you you had the finances to back it. Now there's a lot of people that can have the <laughs> conviction but not the finances what would you say to them No look uh, but see when I got the finances I accelerated it mm. okay it was not that just because of that I 
uh, you know i was creating i mean i was not really yeah. creating creating but i was still doing stuff you putting stuff up i was putting YouTube, stuff yeah. out i was trying to you know uh, put in effort and trying mm. to understand obviously when when i got you know funds i expanded mm. okay uh, not that i didn't have funds before to do it i could have done it but that gave me a little more of a uh, you know what do you say it's like more of a moral booster that you see oh you know this is working it's not that i couldn't have invested that money before i could have mm. but then i was not certain right so it's like you know when you're not really certain about it you feel okay you're a little skeptical on investing money in that mm. because then you would put money in traditional marketing which mm. is normal lead generation and stuff like that uh because there you then you know talk about direct roi okay i'm spending 10000 dirhams on a campaign i should get at least 50 leads i should close at least two deals i should make so much money that's the traditional way where everyone's doing and what happens is that 10000 dirhams put in is fine it'll give you lead and immediate roi but that's it mm. okay what after that whereas if you create content and if you keep creating content and you put the same amount of money into that that content stays and a person can watch after 2 years 3 years 4 years whatever time and still come to you mm. so you know that's where i thought you know okay this is a long term game and uh, the only thing was that 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 deal gave me a lot of motivation and it gave me more confidence that okay yes this works right because it's like it's 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 you know if for example you know it's a very simple thing if if you're not feeling well and you go to the doctor doctor gives you medicine you'll have one tablet two tablets but if you don't feel better probably you might be thinking that this is not working mm. okay and you stop so there you know that deal was basically kind of uh, you know motivation which yeah. said look in this works and this will keep on working if you keep on doing it properly have you changed the split of your investment from the traditional to content like how is that because pre-content you were doing traditional marketing yes getting your leads etc and then you started to see some success yes. and so on and so forth like how have you approached so i've, I've, I've what, what is I've, traditional marketing in that sense so you 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 do listings yes um you pay for listings you get leads from social leads. media marketing and uh, stuff like that so and then from those leads you you know you kind of sift through them and so as of as well. as we speak as we record my spend on traditional marketing is prob not even probably 10% of your overall investment yes. into marketing yes i am i barely do any listings What was now it, before? it was a good amount of money i was investing What, 50 80 90 uh, you could say about uh, percent. in, in percentage wise you could say uh, close to 70 80% of my marketing budget was in the traditional marketing which is probably listings running ads mm. and lead mm. generation campaigns but as of now i'm not doing anything uh, very few listings uh, that too i just have because sometimes if you want to you know rent a property for a client or something like that i use it otherwise generating new clients 90% of my business is either referrals or social media wow yeah we started talking 2 years ago yes just before the pandemic hit and um you obviously did the four piece course and then you got to work and if i said to you now taking everything you've learned go from the same starting point that tahir was in 2 years ago but get there in a year where would you focus well it's very difficult to answer where i would focus but uh i would i would i would focus on creating more content faster you focus on volume you volume i would focus on volume why look because you know what happens is volume gives you the reach 
you put out one piece of content in say seven days and you put out one piece of content content out every day even if it's not the best that one piece every day makes a lot of difference because then people see you constantly mm. so you're talking about a game what we have described in the past as just being front of mind they're not thinking front of mind plus highest quality yes front of mind isn't necessarily a quality game true it's enhanced by good quality yes what about in terms of uh, formats like long form short form audio video or particular platforms everything would is needed you can't just rely on one platform because look again these platforms sometimes they go up they go down okay and new platforms come in so you need to keep yourself constantly in the game that you are there mm. you can't just think that you know the this platform will always work mm. because end of the day what if for any reason that platform dies mm. people are not watching or seeing you need to have other platforms as well and for people that are either too blocked about committing to making content to enhance their their personal or professional life or they're too skeptical what advice would you give them i mean look it's end of the day it's business right i'm building my brand because i i run my own business it's for me i'm not creating it for anyone else it's for me okay same way you, if you are putting in x amount of hours money into building a company or whatever business you're building it's it's a part of it it's a part of marketing what is brand building brand building is marketing mm. right so i'm if i'm creating content and building my brand i'm 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 you know doing it for my own self it's it's my own business mm. right so it's i take it as a part of my work i don't take it as this is something which is you know uh, something extra no mm. people don't take it seriously that's the problem mm. if you take it seriously if you consider this that this is your marketing right for your business whatever business that might be mm. obviously things change recently a few months ago a few months ago you did a a few months ago you did a in person event so you and your wife hosted this cool brunch in a amazing location in the city you invited yeah. a bunch of different people business people yeah. retailers artists different things like that and that really made the tahir majithia brand like really come alive and become something that we could see in the real world moving forward in terms of building your brand what else will you be plugging in to add to the tahir majithia brand will it be can we expect more events can we expect other touch points okay so for that definitely getting into the metaverse i was that's gonna, something I did, I did that is something which is let out the bag yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is something I'll which is uh, so explain, explain the metaverse for people that are, that, are, that are still they've only heard it a couple of times and and what what role could you play in it look uh, i'm also very new to it so i'm still learning as i said I've been now learning since past 3 months and still learning and uh, but definitely that's the future uh, the web 3.0 so i feel uh, you know for example if you see on social media people who jumped in early back in the day obviously they've reached a certain milestone so when it comes to the metaverse again it's very new uh, we 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 still have to it's it's still a few years where people get used to it but i feel that's definitely happening you know virtual reality augmented reality is 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 sooner or later going to become a part of our lives you know when when the mobile phones came out uh, i still remember the first time me holding a mobile phone i was probably i think 13 or 14 maybe or 
when my dad got it and that was the first time i saw a mobile phone and i was like okay this is different and that time the phone a mobile was only used to make calls <coughs> and today we use a phone if you if you go into your uh, you know usage uh, that what have you used the phone for most i believe making calls will be the least mm. you use it for all the other things apart the calling you do of course use it for calling as well but if you see your app usage on your phone today is different same way i feel you know in the future uh, we're going to spend a lot more time virtually because uh, today you know if say 5 years 6 years back if someone said we'll do a zoom call or a seminar on zoom <coughs> or an event virtually people would have said you know no but now that's changing mm-hmm. right so obviously you know when we talk about the metaverse it's still too new but if you see the trend if you see all uh, you know major companies around the world they entering the space so obviously eventually everyone will have to nice nice what about your content content where where do you see that evolving uh with regards to my content week i'm going to be uh, one is definitely i'm going to be uh, you know putting out now there'll be like you know the 2.0 version 2.0 of my content coming out soon uh, where it will be even more deep dive mm-hmm. into things uh, especially when it comes to uh, development and uh, building mm-hmm. uh, your own property in dubai so that's something which uh, a lot of people are still uh, not really aware of how to do and what to do so i've just uh, you know finished a podcast on that so that will be coming out soon and also uh, you know going forward you will also see a uh, lot of content uh, related to building in the metaverse as well amazing super i have another quick question sorry yeah. what's the most unexpected kind of success that you've had from your content not in terms of like a sale or anything but the content that you've actually produced because i was looking at your kind of highest viewed so this is this is really ones. funny and uh, i was i was shooting uh, a property uh which was uh, in the address uh, address skyview and uh, i just you know thought of something which I, which is actually a fact you mm. know not uh, it is a fun fact that <coughs> sorry that sometimes a property which has a good view of the burj khalifa can be more expensive than a property inside the burj khalifa mm. so i just made a small video it's i think what 18 seconds yeah. or so yeah. and that video just blew up mm. if i calculate across platforms it's got over 5 million views wow. wow and i was myself shocked i was is like, that your highest okay, viewed across it's, all it's, platforms it's 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 uh, my highest viewed video ever uh, the thing is and so it it got about yeah close to uh, uh 3 1/2 million views on instagram and wow. uh, i'm not too sure how much on tiktok but the funny part was someone uh, you know took that video and posted it reposted it on their reels on instagram oh. and that person also got about 3 million views for that wow so yeah i mean it that is that is the thing but it, i mean it was uh, just made you know with no it was it was very uh, instant yeah. okay i was i was shooting this one apartment and i was like okay fine you know let's just make this you know and short and you video. did that all like just off your own kind <laughs> of instinct yeah just instinct i was like yeah. okay yeah, you know like a f- fun fact you know so i just started the video saying did you know and i just said that did you know that it's you know ch- cheaper to buy an apartment uh, that it's you know an apartment facing the burj khalifa with so and so thing is more expensive than inside so yeah that's amazing 5 million views across all platforms i've got a final curveball question yeah since you started working with us your if you add up all of your 
followers, I don't, we don't follow, focus too much on quantitative, but if you add up all of your followers when you started and you look at your total <coughs> followers now across all platforms, you're probably up about 25x, about 25 times. Yes. What advice have you got for me? Because <laughs> I, I haven't gone up 25 times. That's amazing. Because no, you know, I, I spend so much time producing people that I, don't, I do very little exactly. content so until recently. That's, that's simple. You know, I, yeah. I think you just what you, all you need to do is just uh, book in a four-piece class with me yeah <laughs> and probably i'll tell you what yeah, to do yeah. no but jokes apart uh, it's it's simple you just need to put out content uh consistently yeah which obviously you know you've not been able to do because you're creating content for others yeah but uh yeah yeah it's, it's nice to be it's nice to be putting out I mean, i've seen i've seen the growth in the last couple of weeks you know it, my instagram followers yeah. are up 10 percent so i'm quite happy about that and I think it'll probably continue on that way. I still remember when you were at those numbers. Yes. Mm. Uh, but as I shift my focus back into making my own content, for you, it's just, you believe it's just consistency, right? Consistency. I believe I believe so too as well. It's just that I've got so much backlog of content and my real life at the moment is doing parties, hanging out with a sports guy, hanging out with a business person, going on a video shoot, writing a script. So at the moment, the content is a reflection of what's really going on yeah. in my life. But I think as more of those things in the real world start to become more focused, you know, le less speculative stuff, then yeah, I think people are gonna see a little bit more constant stuff. Good note to self. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying having something to post every day. Yeah, yeah I think so. Because I don't think people realize like actually what goes on in the real world. True. And actually what we're doing is we're kind of, what's the right word? Like we're basically, is it? No, eating our own dog food. Is that practicing what, practicing you, preach. what you preach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, always say that like I get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of the Rajkasetra right? show. We're, we're effectively doing the four P's on ourselves. Yes. You know that that's the idea. Now yeah. it's like we've been doing it for clients for so long. It's like we're going to start or continue to do it on ourselves at scale. Yeah. And you'll see that now. That's the reflection yeah, of the kind nice. of content going out. That's nice. And just just so that you know the audience knows what four P's is. You know, I had this plan, produce, plan, produce, promote. Yeah, probably, yeah, because. They should know. Yeah, that's going to be our whole focus. I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, um, you'll either be able to get a four-piece course from us, which is a one-day workshop. You can get it in person or, you know, by the time we get to the middle of 2022, you'll also be able to, like, download all the course materials and learn at your own pace nice. mm. and then get some one-on-one -on -one tailored tuition as well. To it, it goes without saying that you have far surpassed so many of our other clients. Thanks. You've far surpassed our expectations and your own, both from a skill point of view and from a, you know, from a business results point of view and from a quantitative point of view. So, you know, on behalf of us and the agency, congratulations on all your thank hard you, work. You, You've done incredibly well. Thanks a lot. Uh, your work ethic is unmatched mm. and uh, you deserve all your success. And what we'll do is I'm sure we'll have you on future episodes where we talk about the metaverse and, you know, other forms of uh, digital real estate. Yes. And it would be great to have you in those conversations, but I'm glad that we got some time today to just literally go through the story. No, glad to be here. And right. for me as well, like there's three or four ways that having had this conversation that we can reframe it because typically for those who don't know and who are not in the room, about an hour before a shoot with Tahir, we would sit, kick it, have some coffee. We might even get a bit of food. And it's at that point that in these conversations, I would come up with these conclusions yes. and these analogies and these metaphors. And today you've literally seen me come up with two or three of them. Well, in, in, without microphones, I normally look at Vic and be like, it's a good point. We should frame stuff that mm, way. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we got to capture those moments today. So thanks oh. so much to hear. Thanks, man. Amazing thanks, job, thanks, dude. Thanks. 
Thanks, Rick. Thank For those you, of you man. listening you. on Apple Podcast and Spotify, both have the option of a five-star rating, so make sure you give it to us, as well as a review on Apple Podcast. YouTube crew, hit the subscribe button, like, comment, and of course, wherever you're consuming this content, please do me a favor, share it with people, because in the in the interest of just being good dudes and being transparent about everything that we know, if there are other people in any parts of the world that can benefit from this conversation with Tahir, uh, Majithia at Tahir Majithia on all platforms then go ahead and share it with them thanks so much for listening I'll speak to you on the next episode peace